Well, we're back, and uh, we're going to begin another round here with Yusuf. Yusuf is uh, going to give us some more of his perspective on street life in Detroit, uh, street life and gangs, activities. Uh, this uh, Today we also have Dan Propson with us again, and we're happy to have Dan with us. Dan has been talking with Yusuf and is in a position to help us understand uh, what Yusuf is uh, communicating to us. So welcome again, Yusuf. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about in light of some of the things that you said, Yusuf, is if you can just kind of sum up what you think gangs constructively do for young people, how they contribute something, because I think the tendency, and we went over this last time, the tendency is for people to see things in only the blackest and the most negative light. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that sounds true. And just like we mentioned in the first podcast, a, a lot of it has to do with acceptance, uh, finding a, a sort of a brotherhood or sisterhood. Uh, Are there sisters involved? Oh, yes. Hmm. Yes. This is not just all guys. Uh, but, but again, so we want to find a solid foundation. For example, what we like at home. Uh, for me, I do come from a broken home. Uh, my, my father wasn't very active, uh, and the parents I had were aged, and I was raised by my grandparents. So I sought people who I could feel were my fatherly figure, uh, even my brother, with lack of relationship. Uh, so I, I found people that I could build a relationship that would be similar to my family relationship, even in a spiritual sense, too. Uh, uh, I couldn't communicate with uh, uh, my pastor, or you know, I didn't have Did a relationship. Uh, well, my parents took me to church, mm -hmm. and I didn't willingly go. So, but I didn't build that foundation in my household. So I went searching for things that could compensate for that. And I, I guess well, another thing too would be reputation. I wanted to be cool. I'd imagine some of us get into to kind of boost our image sure uh, you know in that aspect so those would be a few things acceptance boosting the image brotherhood and in, in the sense of acceptance um do you think that uh, there's something about gangs that actually teaches a man who is becoming an adult about what it means to be a man, about what it means to grow up, about what it means to, um, you know, take responsibilities, that kind of thing. I mean, because I think uh, a lot of us struggle with that period of time, especially between the ages of, you know, teen to, you know, the twenties, uh, just figuring out what it means to be a man. Wow. Um, actually, yes, I, I agree that in in a lot of street gangs, no matter which one you look toward. They do. They have a, a way to help young men become good grown men. Uh, for example, uh, uh, a lot of gangs are very organized. I'm sure we've touched on that a little bit. That They have meetings. They set agendas. They have goals. Uh, and you have to be present. So you yes, have to, once you so say you're in the gang, you got to go to that meeting. you got to be committed. There, there are involvements that you have... Uh, individual responsibilities, you have to make contributions, and that's the same that is preparing me for being a part of society. I have to make contributions to society, and, and there always has to be some goal. You have to set goals in order to move forward. Uh, um, 
yeah, as far as being I- involved, uh, inclusive, you know, you're a part of this and, and everyone else is part of what you have going on too. So inclusiveness, I, I'd say I learned a, a lot of those behavior identifiers, uh, combating self-doubt, uh, self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a lot of doubt. I can't do that. I can't do that. But a lot of my friends pushed me toward, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And and self-esteem issues, even on the exterior portions where a lot of us might look at ourselves, uh, it, uh, ugly yeah. is one of those words. But after a while, you, you defeat that. You, you combat against that with your peer group. And so for me, I see those are kind of things that they've helped prepare me for as a grown-up you know in a young mind you're easy to manipulate you're easy to mold but when you get into these environments and these associations you get a little bit more built around the edges tougher uh, more critical thinking analyzing the situation uh, you know analytical thinking right so I'd say those I suppose you can probably think of a project that you were given in a gang where you actually had to use some intelligence to figure out how to carry it out. Yes. Like, I suppose that sometimes you were given stuff that we might consider to be, you know, criminal, but you got to figure out. you got to use your head and you got to do it in solidarity. you got to do it in coordinating with other people. Yes. And it teaches you how to do that. I don't know if you want to, if you have an example. Dan, do you want to do well, I, I, I have a question, but... Okay, well, just... You can answer. just think of a case, and then we'll go to Dan's question. Okay, uh, so there, there's a local business somewhere closer to the east side, and the goal for the entire uh, group that we were with, yeah. uh, the goal was to get inside of this place without setting off alarms, without causing a ruckus, uh, making loud noises so that we can accomplish a goal. And of course the goal was to steal some things like copper, mm. grade A copper bars. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't go in there just completely blind. We had to figure out where where are the sensors at? What, what if we break through this? Is that alarm gonna go off? So we had to use critical thinking. Mm. And, and honestly, it wasn't to do a positive goal, but Still, we had to consider weighing out the the you know the consequences of whatever we even though we were still doing negative, but there's a consequence, you know. Sure. Uh, so we had to consider all those things. So um, this is Dan here. Uh, um, it's really good to be here. Um, and uh, so I have a question about the. So you were discussing how uh, being in a game could help you understand how to be to be a man uh in a in a society where it's you know hard to find guidance especially when you're being raised by uh by people much older than yourself and not in not in a very functional environment um so my question is is that learning to be a man among men or is it also learning to be a man in the broader society like uh, how how were women treated? How were families treated? How were older people treated? Was was there an integration of 
how to be a man in many different contexts or was it mostly how to be a man in this context where you know it's sort of like an iron sharpens iron you know uh we have tasks that we want to accomplish and and we can encourage each other in this place but how does it relate to the broader to everybody else in society well Wow, that's a that's a lot to think about. I, I'd imagine that well for me, for me, I I wasn't able to uh, function in, in a, a church. I wasn't interested in in any kind of a positively structured environment before I joined the gang. I didn't understand sure, yeah. what rule setting was like. You know, I ignored my household rules, so I never really um, understood what uh, what authority, allowing authority, or, or uh, so I never really understood what the uh, uh, I guess the perspective of what parents thought. Uh, and what what kids should look up to in their toward their parents or their pastors that I didn't have that relationship so when when I joined into the street gang I found that they, they prepared me for structure uh, they identified some problems uh, I know it may sound a little different but you know they identified that I had a problem with being mean to my grandpa and those those men that I was following around would not tolerate me being mean to my grandpa. Interesting. Yeah. And and so they started being really tough on me toward disrespecting my parents. And and I think that's one thing that in broken households you'll find that children disrespect their parents a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if if I had to use that as an example, I'd say they prepared me for a broader part of my life that I needed to respect my elders and overall and and so I, I think they helped me find that that I need to be more respectful to people overall everyone who's older than me and um, and as far as young ladies go uh, you know I've never seen the perspective of what the girls think but it is pretty rough on girls especially with the uh, sexual Society, you see how much this advertising of sexual behavior, and that's always been a factor for women. So, if you wanted to get an opinion about, because they do have female gangs, mm-hmm. and uh, for example, like the Latin Queens things like that, and so they support each other differently. Um, but. I, I would say that most of the gangs prepare me for a broader view rather than more personalized. Yeah. Or at least I think what you're saying, what it sounds to me like you're saying, uh, Yusuf, is that there are some lessons that you learn of relating in that closer man-to-man context which you can apply elsewhere. Yeah. And that not only are they instructing you on relationships outside the gangs, but also there are just things that you learn about taking responsibility, about relying on you know, your fellow to back you up, 
about um, being on time or doing a thing that's expected of you. All these things you can apply in other settings. It sounds to me like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with. And you didn't well get said. that growing up. You have any other questions you want to pursue along those lines? Uh, um, I was going to ask about church. Um. Go ahead. If uh, um, I don't, Yusuf, you told me a, a story, which we can leave the church name out uh, of this conversation. But you told me a story in the car because I asked you about a church um, that you tried to be a part of. Uh, and we're told something. You want to tell us that story without using yeah. names? Yes, I can do that. Uh, so I was about 12 years old, and I knew for sure that I wanted to be in the folks, gangster disciples. And so I started wearing a lot of colors, blue and gray and black, and started wearing these blue bandanas. And... So that you can imagine that that's what I look like almost every day. You try to keep your set colors so that you know you can advertise your affiliation. Uh, so my my grandparents were struggling, but they attempted to get me into the church environment at about twelve years old. And so my grandmother took me to the church, and. So just as we were walking into the church, the pastor came up and he stopped my grandmother and me and he looked at me and he looked at my grandma and said, he can't come in here. And so my grandmother was a little bit shocked. I didn't really understand or care to understand what was going on. And so my grandmother attempted to, you know, rebuke what he was saying and so I can come into church and he aggressively said, no, you can't come in here. Because you were wearing the colors of the gang, I would yep. guess. Yes, Can that would be his main motivator, I'm sure, was that I had on these clothes that were a certain color and these rags around me, and he didn't want me in his church. Yeah, ironic, yeah. ironic, because you would think that that, uh, that would be a, a way of the church reaching out to someone in the gangs. But on the other hand, I mean, can you understand where he might be coming from? Well, I, I know that we can influence each other. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make uh, uh, environments, mood change, you know, like a bad spirit coming into a good place. You can point that out. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I kind of got that he didn't want me to be in there just to, in order to recruit. cause distraction or, recruit. Or, or yeah anything like that let me ask you this question um, do you um, do you think that the churches could do more um, you know I was uh, is there do the churches do much in the area that uh, you grew up in uh, in terms of reaching out to young people and trying to get them involved in constructive things so yes the church could do more um, in the community that I live in, I have not heard any advertised youth programs that focus toward troubled youth and street gang organizations. I haven't heard anything that is focused directly on that. Uh, some of the church programs do. They have a Holy Redeemer basketball program that 
you know, because a lot of young guys like basketball, so they do get some involvement, but I don't think that it's specifically focused toward reforming youth and acceptance of street gangs and attempting to be active with those street members, those gang members. Yeah, and, and I mean, in a certain way, uh, I'm just trying to connect it to, to other situations that I've heard about that have some similarities. It, 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 it seems like uh, when to have a real outreach program to youth in the situation that you were in, you know, you need people there that care to hear it, that want to hear about it, that want to understand it, that want to uh, engage um, with the experiences of these young people. And uh, it sounds like you're saying that the churches didn't have any interest in anything like that, that they wanted to talk about the things that they did. They wanted to talk about what they took faith to be, what they, and, and there was all talking and no, and no listening. Um, do, you, do you think that there's a way to make especially to, to make churches inviting or, or, or church communities or, or healthy communities in general inviting to young men who grow up in the sort of situation that you grow up in that it would be a place where there would be appealing because just broadly it doesn't matter what socioeconomic uh, position you're in, whether you're in a city, whether you're in the, a suburb, whether you're in the country, uh, boys and men are not going to church in America, um, largely. There's, and and so I wonder what your thoughts on are on how to make that to to catch that appeal um, that you saw perhaps in in a game. Um, okay, the come as you are, come as you come are, as you are. come okay. as you are, and that was, for me, that's what the street gang was willing to accept, me, me, just as I was, as broken as I was, or whatever the situation for different people, um, so, and uh, we know that this is a really judgmental society, something I don't know, maybe some mental condition that we have that we really judge books by their cover rather mm -hmm. than gaining the insight of what's inside that book. And and so if, if I could say what might get young men or even older men involved with the church from, from these backgrounds, from gang associations and violent behavior backgrounds, I would say that more uh, being willing to lose the program and start more of a, you know freestyle acceptance. Hey, just walk in, walk in, sit down. If you want to share, share. Uh, they, you know, uh, I noticed that a lot of young men from my involvement, who I'm associated with. We're not really asked to share in that way by by people, you know, 
from the church and we're not asked to share so when we're not presented with that opportunity we don't know that that's something that we can get involved in mm-hmm. so I, I would say that would probably help get us involved too just uh, no program uh, I, I just want to share this real quick uh, there's a NAAA programs and they have these 12 rules and this rule book and these rules for the program and yeah, these yeah. rules and and sometimes rules for me personally because of my attention deficit and hyperactivity and these learning disabilities these rules are for me a distraction I mean uh, even though we know there has to be some rules but when I go to, for example, I'm going to say that I attend mixed meetings at a certain church, uh, and and there are no, there are in the background those twelve steps and those rules in the background, but when we go there, we're allowed to just say, hey, you know, uh, I relapsed today, you know, and and I don't have a plan, and this is me out on the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, so I would say to make it less of a program it would be good too to yep, just be more freestyle if I could just kind of uh, uh, chip in here I think when you say one of the things the gangs did was they, they fostered acceptance and, and that's what you're saying that would be helpful for churches to do as well yeah. to be far more accepting and less concerned about the standards of, of uh, the the rules, if you will, and um, when you uh, just one other question I had, uh, just a small thing. When you say mixed meetings, what does that mean? Oh well, you know, uh, you you go to one location and you can find all the support and resources that you need. So in this meeting that I attend, it's AA, NA, uh, it's any any addiction that you have sex addiction, gambling addiction. It's not just focused on oh you use narcotics only. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know. So so these mixed means they provide a variety of people that are sharing their stories. You know, you wouldn't hear every yeah. day. And so I, I find that that's more of a, a comfortable setting for As you think back, Yusuf, are there any other kind of social outreaches that kind of incorporate the kind of people that are in gangs? I mean, you have, we've talked about the churches, we've talked about these kind of addiction support groups. Uh, first of all, you have to realize that you're addicted to something and want to change your life, and, and, and so that's a little of a conversion for those people who attend that in the first place. But are there any other outlets, any other, are there like neighborhood organizations or anything else that sort of helps people to do what gangs get people to do, but maybe pursuing the wrong kind of targets and, 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 and ideals while they get a lot of these positive things. Are there anything, is there anything around that, that would help people in, in Detroit or in the neighborhoods? Um, just you know, from, from my lifetime and the people I'm associated with, we've spent a lot of time at the recreation and activity centers. They closed them. Hmm. They closed them, and and it really did take away from where we could go. Was that a money problem? Uh, I'm not sure, hmm. but uh, 
Yeah, so recreation and activity center, they taught us how to play basketball, how to tie rope, how to, uh, what a canoe was. They didn't know what a canoe was, but that recreation and activity center taught us that. Mm -hmm. we, never, we were never exposed to what a high ropes course was because we were on the street. Yeah. And so I would say that that was one of the best best resources that me and my friends, my friends and myself had was that recreation and activity center. You know, they exposed us to so many new things.